Quiet the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four, and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. I want to welcome everyone to a new week, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen. And I wanted to answer a question for everyone that someone had asked me recently, and it made me laugh, but it also made me realize that maybe some other people are curious as well. And someone asked me, why do you do this podcast? Do you make any money? And I laughed. I absolutely don't make any money from it. Basically, this is a passion project. And I'm obviously doing it for myself. I don't make any affiliate sponsorship ads, anything like that. Maybe sometime in the future I will, but certainly right now I don't. And I do this to give back. I give back to the community because I feel that information is so valuable, support is so valuable, and a lot of times homeschoolers can be kind of isolated depending on where they live and what kind of community that they are in. So this is a passion project for me to share information with other homeschoolers and potential homeschoolers and just parents in general, but it's also a way for me to show my kids that being of service to another part of the community is inherently good without making any money or getting any kind of tangible rewards for. Of course, I get rewards with people telling me that I was helpful to them and gave them good information, but I'm not making any monetary uh, gains from it. And it's just something that I feel is important and that I really want to share with others. So I just thought maybe someone else might be curious about that. And I just wanted to share that. So let's jump into today's topic because everyone that knows this podcast knows that I don't like to waste time and take up any more of your valuable time than I already do. Let's jump right in. And today's topic is five things to do in your homeschool this week. Now, granted, I will acknowledge all of these things that you're going to hear. You have done them or you do them, but sometimes we get really busy and they get pushed to the back burner. So this is just kind of a reminder list for anyone that may be busy. Maybe they need some reminders of things that are important to do with our kids. So that's what I want to do. I want to highlight a few things that are just important and might be um, if for those that like to do to do lists, maybe you can put them on your to do list for others. It's just to keep in the back of your mind for a couple things to do this week that might make your week a little bit better. So the number one thing, and you'll hear this all the time, is get outside. Now, I know around the country and around the world, the weather is different. It's different seasons. But I still think it's great to get outside, even for a little bit, even if it's cold and snowy, just to get out, go for a little walk, try to get out and get some fresh air, make some observations, do a little bit of exploring, even if it's digging in the snow, even if it's going down to a frozen creek and seeing what's along the edges. And for those that it is warmer, getting out there on that nice nature hike out in the woods or even along the beach or along the river or along the lake. See what's going on. See what you can observe, what the nature is doing, what wildlife are there, what season the plants are in, all those kinds of things. It's just so valuable. And even though we all know it, it's easy to get pushed to the back burner because we're so busy 
with our schedule with our kids, with classes, multiple children, toddlers, babies, nap times, all the things. I totally understand. But this is, again, just another reminder to get outside, explore, and connect with nature. So number two, read aloud. I know, again, we all know that this is important. But again, even though it's preaching to the choir, we all get so busy that a good read aloud is often the perfect time out for us to decompress and just reconnect with our kids. And this includes older kids as well. Because I know sometimes even I have been guilty of this. As my kids get older, I think, oh, it's not as important when they're 12 or 14. But actually, even older kids, teenagers still love read alouds. And they can be even fun little kid picture books. Like they still love those. But we also read aloud magazine articles or things that a section of a book that, that we're reading. So not the whole book, but maybe just a part of the book maybe poetry, whatever it might be. It doesn't have to be a whole book. It doesn't have to be anything specific. Just sitting down with your kids, no matter what age they are, and just sitting down and doing some read aloud, I think it just really gives people kind of that aha moment of release and comfort. And it's just a great chance to be able to reconnect with your kids. Number three is write a letter. I know that we've talked about writing letters as a lost art, but it can really be fun. Obviously, it can bring a lot of happiness to the person that's receiving it. And it's also educational, even though it's kind of on the down low. So obviously, pen and paper is best. But even if it's something that is typed, if your child prefers typing, that's okay too. And this can be for all ages as well. Even if you have a little one, they can dictate the letter to you and you can write it for them. You could write it out for them and they could do copy work for the letter. They could add pictures if, you're, if they're dictating and you're typing it up or writing it up. They can add pictures around the edges or just add a picture to the letter. And this is a great thing. Again, it's connecting one-on-one -on -one with your child if you're helping them. But also, it's connecting them with someone else. It might be a friend, it might be a grandparent, or an aunt, an uncle, whoever it might be. It's also something that you can do for a holiday with a service project. For example, I know they do Valentine's for Vets coming up here in February. And that's a chance for them to write a letter to a vet or an active serviceman. And they send those letters, and they are so grateful to get a piece of mail, and a little message from a child. It's a really a great service project. So again, writing a letter is one of those things you don't even have to do it every week or anything like that. I'm just saying remember to do it this week. Remember to put it in your schedule once in a while because it's just it's not only a great skill to have, which again, one of those things that we don't really do very much, but it's still a valuable skill to have, but it's also another way to connect with people. Number four is play a board game. Now I say a board game specifically because you have to be face-to-face -face with a board game, unlike a video game, which I still think is valuable, valuable to play video games with your child. Video games, you're looking at a screen, you're not looking at each other. So take some time to play a card game, a board game, reconnect 
with your child in a fun, kind of low-key kind of way. You obviously have a lot of fun playing games, but kids do amazing thinking when they're playing games, depending on what kind of game is. They're learning strategy, they're learning cooperation, they're thinking ahead, they might be using math skills. There is so much that you can learn from games. And playing a board game or a card game, and it doesn't have to be, it can be something as simple as Candyland. It doesn't have to be some complex game that takes hours like Monopoly or something like that. It, there's so many different options out there now for wonderful, great games that you can find something, I'm sure, that will meet the needs of both of you and your child's interest. And there are so many games right now, by the way, at thrift stores because it's time of year for everyone to be kind of cleaning out. It's a great chance to go get some bargains if you're looking for some different games to kind of put some variety in your game library. It's a perfect chance to go check that out. And if you do, little hint, take the time to open the box and check all the pieces. It might be a little time consuming, but it's definitely worth your time to go ahead and count pieces, count cards, make sure everything is in there. Because I do this all the time and probably at least half of the time all the pieces aren't there and it's not something that I can easily replace. So I don't buy that game. But I have gotten some awesome deals from thrift stores. So it is worth your time to go check. So that's my little PSA about buying used board games. Lastly, number five, compliment your child. Now, obviously, we should be doing this more often, but I get it. We have multiple kids. Things are busy. We don't always consciously think about complimenting our child. But this is my challenge to you to find them doing something good. Catch them doing good and compliment them. Be sincere. Look them in the eye. Make sure this is not just a passing comment, but actually look them in the eye, get their attention, compliment them, be sincere, and tell them what they are doing that is correct. Thank them for helping their little sister get their shoes on. That was very helpful. Thank them for putting away the dishes without being asked. That was very helpful for you and saved you some time, whatever it might be. But be sincere and make sure that you're really connecting with them when you do it. Now, obviously, I want you to do this every day. I'm also a realist, and I understand that that doesn't always happen every day. Specifically, I did this with my oldest son, who happens to be 20, because he needs compliments too. But I'd realized that recently, I had just kind of been really hard on him with some of the things that had been going on. And I really realized I hadn't complimented him. I hadn't said a positive thing to him that week. I made a conscious effort to do that. I could tell that it was a good thing that I did that. Like it was something that I think definitely affected him. Definitely remember to do that always, as often as you can. And I'm not talking about the kind of passing things like, oh, good job on coloring that, honey, or oh, good job on something that's a little more mundane and expected and something that they just do all the time, but something that is a more than that. So I just think that that is something that is really important and sometimes easy to forget in our busy life. So just to recap really quick, 
things to do in your homeschool this week. Number one, get outside. Even if it's cold, try to get outside. And even if you need to bring the outside in, if it's really impossible to get outside for whatever reason because of the cold or the snow, get a big bucket of snow. Bring it in. Put it on the kitchen floor or better yet the garage floor if you have one and it's not too cold in there. Put some towels down. Play in the snow inside. Those are some kind of alternatives if you really cannot get out. Or if for some reason, I don't know, someone is sick or immobile and they are not able to get out, try to, and you have a, a, a nice collection of nature items outside your back door, like sticks and pine cones and plants and rocks and all those kinds of things, bring those inside as well as a last resort, but just connect with nature in some way. Number two, read aloud. Take some time to read aloud no matter what age your child is. Number three, write a letter. Whether or not that that is dictated or they're writing it themselves, write a letter, help them connect with someone else that maybe they haven't connected with in a while. Number four, play a board game. Connect with your child on a different level in a different way that is still beneficial for both of you as well as just fun. Number five, compliment your child. It's an extremely valuable thing to do that sometimes we forget about. I hope you'll take the time to put those things in your week and see how it goes. See if it makes you a little lighter and a little happier and hopefully make your child a little happier as well. I want to close this episode out with a recommendation. This is a non-affiliated recommendation. I get nothing from this, but Julie Bogart with The Brave Rider, you know I love her. You know I recommend her. She's a wonderful resource and mentor for so many homeschool parents. She has a new book coming out the first part of February called The Brave Learner. I think this book is going to be fabulous. And I would encourage anyone that is able to go on Amazon and pre-order that book. I think it's going to be a fabulous resource. If you aren't able to purchase it, please ask your library to perhaps purchase it. I know libraries have a request system and I'm sure it would be a valuable resource for any library and that may be another way that you can access it. But I really think that it's going to be a great source of inspiration and support for not only homeschool parents, but any parents. So that's my little PSA for the week. So thank you so much for listening. Please check me out on Instagram at Latte Books to Read, where I'm posting books and lots of great resources over the next few weeks, as well as check me out on Facebook at Learning Outside the Lines podcast. So thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy day to listen. I really appreciate it. If you could please leave me some feedback on the podcast source you listen at, that would be greatly appreciated, as well as subscribing to the podcast so you know when the next episode is released. So until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.